I share these words to you this morning from Isaiah chapter 35. And you might say, where do the words of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, fit into the life of the New Testament, the New Covenant and Jesus? But you see, this whole plan for redemption to, to swallow each of you up in this incredible embrace and ownership and desire and, and relationship with you, this was born into the very fibers of God and the truth of him in love. So Isaiah catches words of God's prophecy and he says, wilderness and deserts will sing joyously. The badlands will celebrate and flower like the crocus in spring bursting into blossom. A symphony of song and color, God's resplendent glory, fully on display. God, awesome. God, majestic. Energize the limp hands, strengthen the rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls, courage, take heart. God is here, right here, on his way to put things right and redress all wrongs. He is on his way. He'll save you. Blind eyes will be open. Deaf ears will be unstopped. Lame men and women will leap like deer. The voices break into song. Springs of water will burst out in the wilderness. Streams flow in the desert. Hot sands will become a cool oasis. Thirsty ground, a splashing, a splashing fountain. Even lowly jackals will have water to drink and barren grasslands flourish richly. There will be a highway called the Holy Road. No one, rude or rebellious, is permitted on this road. It's for God's people, impossible to get lost on this road. Not even fools can get lost on it. No lions on this road, no dangerous wild animals, nothing. And no one dangerous or threatening. The redeemed will walk in it. The people God has ransomed will come back onto this road. They'll sing as they make their way home to Zion, unfading halos of joy encircling their heads, welcoming home, welcomed home with gifts of joy and gladness as all sorrows and sighs scurry into the night. The story of Jesus Christ and the story of God's people, your story, our story, my story, the promise of redemption. Jesus comes into flesh, born as a baby, walks among us, learns, grows, receives the Spirit, begins to heal begins to teach, begins to set free and to show a different way and comes ultimately knowing that he came to give and give fully to the greatest extent the entirety of his life, spirit 
and love. And it was a gift given so that God could proclaim in these words and these actions, I love you. He loves you. All of you. Every single one of you online. He loves you. To proclaim that he is here for redemption. To bring you back. To bring you to whole. That he's here to set you free. Whatever chains, whatever, whatever weights hold you down. He's here to cut you loose. To break you free. Jesus came to save us. To become the sacrificial lamb. To be the, the, the death, the sacrifice that would finally engulf sin. That he would come and make a way for us where there was no way. That he would give us life. And I'm talking about good life. Rich life. Life of love, of being loved. Life of serving and knowing joy. And the best news... Yes, he's alive, and yes, he gives you this without cost. There are no prerequisites. There are no boxes that you need to check in order to receive this. You don't need to become like other people that you see around you in order to, to receive Jesus' love and salvation. You don't need to finally walk the right walk and talk the right talk. You don't need to depart from yourself or finally get to a better version of yourself in order to actually be considered worthy of the gift. It was already given to you. It was already placed at your doorstep. All Jesus says is just let go. Surrender. So let go of your way. Let go of, of the things that you're holding on to and just let me come into your heart. Let me get in there and breathe life into you. Let me start sprouting new life in your heart. It's amazing that Jesus could come over hell and death and have victory and yet stands at the, at the doors of our hearts and refuses to forcefully come in in the same ways that he overcame the greatest powers of this world, refuses to do that and instead says, I'm here and I've gone through all of this so that you might welcome me. And live with me. It's a free gift. So the Pharisees, Luke records this in his 10th chapter. The Pharisees are taking turns coming to Jesus during his ministry. And they want to challenge him, test him, see if they can get him off his rock. Or see if they can get him to utter blasphemy so that they might finally find a loophole in his presence. 
in who he claimed to be, but already seemed to be and the people proclaimed for him to be. One of the Pharisees came up and he said, so, uh, Lord, Jesus, I want to know how I get eternal life. How do I get to have life? And Jesus, being a wise teacher, says, well, what do you think? The Pharisee, obviously not about to be stumbled this early in on the conversation, says, well, Moses told us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said to love our neighbor as we would love ourselves. Jesus looks at him. And I think Jesus was genuinely pleased. But then I think Jesus paused. Paused long enough that it might have even seemed like three days. Paused long enough that the man standing before him and the crowd looking on grew a bit uncomfortable as Jesus in radiance, in love, in truth, just stood there and looked at him. And they said, you're looking for life? Do these things and you'll find life. Do these things and you'll have life. Love your God. Let your love for God be greater than your love for your idols, for the things that you chase after and worship in this world. If you look deeply within your heart or ask someone who loves you, you will find your idols. Love God more than you do them. And love your neighbor. Love your neighbor more than you love yourself. Love others to the extent that they see that you have put yourself aside to put them first. Love those who tick you off. Love those who annoy you, who you love to talk about at the kitchen table. Love those who have hurt you. Love those who frustrate or annoy you. Love those who you feel haven't worked hard enough to get what you've earned. Love those who are hurting other people. Love those who you might even wish were dead. And you will have life. So Jesus comes and he sets us free. He redeems us. And he says, let go. The best of your life is yet to come. And it's in me. And regardless of how this looks backwards, look, the whole death thing looked really backwards, but look where it's led. And look how it has grown. And look how it has covered the globe and is continuing to reach into the corners and the crevices and the shadows to bring people to life, to let them know that they are loved and valued and cherished and that they are beautiful and important, that you are. It looks backwards, and yet it's running straight forward, 
the greatest alleluia that we could have ever sung. So I invite you to go, to let this in, to breathe it in, to remember it, to renew it, to let it in, and to go. Being people of this resurrection, people of this backward hope, people of this defiance and determination to bring light, to love God, to love others, and to go carrying these four loves and this one truth. One, let it be a truth on your heart that you love your God, that you love God. Let it be a resounding truth in your voice, in your thoughts, in your actions, that you love God. Let it be a truth that God loves you. A truth, again, that resounds in your head and your heart, that pumps through your veins, that God loves you. Let it be a truth that you love others, that you really love them, that you can see a stranger and have compassion for them immediately because God loves them and created them. And they have a lot to give. It doesn't matter who they are. Love others. And love yourself. Love yourself as much as God does. Love yourself when you look in the mirror in the morning as not who you will try to be today or who you will dress yourself up to look as, but you. How God created you. And this one truth, that in Jesus, in Jesus, it will all be okay, always. It will always be okay in Jesus because the worst thing is never the last thing. And the best thing comes after the resurrection, the redemption. In Jesus everything will be okay. And in his resurrection, everything will be good. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that this is what you chose to do. Thank you that you, in spite of how much we might walk away from you and hurt you and hurt others, go our own way, reject you, or act like we follow you and then do the exact opposite of it. Thank you for, in the midst of all of that, still loving us with such a tender and profound and joyful love. Thank you for never letting go of us. Thank you for never giving up hope on us. Thank you for choosing to stay put, to stay present, even when we are doing everything we can to crowd you out or put you away or shut you up. Thank you for coming back again and again. And thank you for going to whatever extent necessary to claim us 
bring us home. This is your day, Lord. You made it. We are yours. You made us. We simply pray that we can take this with us and live in it and love it and be joyful in it. This is our prayer, Lord. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you give and all that you share with us that we might be your people to love the rest of this world and to care for it in its brokenness. We lift it up in your name, Jesus.